Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. This week's Grape Therapy is sponsored by Geico. Go to Geico.com and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. Extra money in your pocket? It just may be the most rewarding to do you do today. American Heart Association. The more we know about women and our overall health, the more lives we can save for generations to come. For more information about how you can drive science ahead, visit projectbaseline.com slash go red. Hydrate Spark. The easiest way to start shaping healthy habits, making drinking enough water feel like a fun game. Try the Hydrate Spark smart water bottle today and get $10 off your first order by going to hydratespark.com slash vine now. Hydrate is spelled with an I, so that's H-I-D-R-A-T-E spark.com slash vine. And Spa Finder. Happy Cards are an exciting new type of gift card brand. They feature all your favorite retailers, restaurants, and entertainment venues on one convenient card. Enjoy free shipping on all Happy Card orders by visiting giftcards.com slash happy. Podcast One presents Off the Vine Great Therapy. Caitlin Bristow is going to answer your questions, drink to your confessions, and hear what you have to say about anything Bachelor. Let's shake it up some more. Here's Caitlin. All right. Welcome to Grape Therapy. I'm your host, Caitlin Bristow. Today's guest is someone whose music and romance life you will soon be hearing a lot of if you haven't already. She's one of the new members of the Bachelor family starring in Listen to Your Heart on ABC Monday nights. And we're very happy to have the music and the drama to keep us occupied during quarantine. Ain't that the truth? Please welcome to the podcast... Julia Ray. <laughs> I was going to just say Julia, but I'm like Ray. Um, and you're drinking wine with me. So cheers. Cheers. Um, thank you so much for being on the podcast. And thank uh, you for having me. Can't wait, can't wait to dive into everything of Listen to Your Heart. One, I was like a little skeptical about the show when it first came out because I'm like, oh my gosh, do we need one more Bachelor show? And then I was like, wait, it's like a combination of, you know, American Idol. It's got the singing. I love anything to do with singing. And I watched episode one and I'm like, this show is genius and it's so good. And I'm sure it's crazy to watch yourself um, on your end of it. So uh, let's just start at the beginning. How did you even get on the show? Yeah. Uh, well, background, I have been on stage my entire life. I've been singing since I could talk. So uh, this was just like a natural audition that kind of popped up in my inbox. I sent in my stuff. I didn't know much about it. I just said, are you single and a singer? And I was like, yes, then yes. Yeah, and yeah. sent my videos in. And then from there, ended up making the cut and so, entering Bachelor Nation. But did you know, like, I feel like they didn't really explain anything to you guys, or maybe we didn't see it. But like, did you know it was a Bachelor concept? Do you, did you know Chris Harrison was there? Did you know it was going to be like rose ceremonies and everything? Yeah, we knew it was, we didn't know rose ceremonies. We knew it was a bachelor show, but we didn't know how it would work, anything. Like I was so on edge the entire time because we had no idea. Like every time I saw Chris Harrison, I just wanted to be like, go away. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I know what happens when you walk into a room. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I don't want to see you anymore. (laughs) That's so funny. Like, but you knew he was going to be there? No, sometimes he would just pop up and I was like, this is not good. That's that's classic Chris Harrison. He just like floats in out of nowhere and you have no idea. Okay, so you knew it was going to be that. And the the audition process, what was that like? You just had to like sing in front of producers? Yeah, we sang uh, and talked about our love lives and 
you know, or lack thereof really right. uh, in my <laughs> your past relationships and all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, and so before you went on the show, what did your life look like? Cause I know you said you were singing since you were little, is that what you were doing for a career, just auditioning and all that? What, did, what was your life before the show? Yeah. Uh, I was like making ends meet by modeling and doing commercial modeling and dog walking. Uh, yes. I love dogs. Needed to pay the bill somehow. <laughs> Aw, red wine and dogs. I like you already. Yeah, I do. I love those. Uh, and I was recording my own music, kind of figuring out. Um, I had just moved home from New York and I was to Philadelphia, and I was kind of deciding between New York, LA, or Nashville, actually, right when this show came to be for me. Oh, really? And I, yeah, I had broken my lease in Philly the week that I got the call for the first audition. So I just kind of put my life on hold because it felt right at every point that I auditioned for this show. It just felt like, oh, this is for me. Like, you know, when you have that universe feeling like 1000%, it's not a whisper, it's a scream. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love that feeling. I feel like um, I'm in, I'm doing something right now that I'm, I'm having this feeling where I'm, I'm not on the right path with just this one thing that I'm like thinking about releasing but then I'm like screwing with my mind I'm like but is this the right path and I'm scared and that's a sign for me to do it or is it my gut being like this isn't for you Caitlin I can't decide or I can't like realize the difference between the two yeah I'm such a sign person so I hear that for sure I'm definitely a sign person have you read I've talked about this book so many times on my podcast but have you ever read um uh, light is the new black no but it sounds like I might have to it's really, really good. And I was listening to it while I was going through my last breakup and like paying attention to signs from the universe. And it was crazy. Once I read that book, what kind of signs like were shown to me from then on? Like I was like, yeah. whoa, it was all like slapping me in the face because I was like open to it. I love that. I'm going to have to read it because I yeah. am so into all of that. I feel like after you actually later tonight, I'm doing a podcast with a, an astrologer and I just am so oh, into that I had kind my of thing. natal chart read last year. <gasps> and, and it's freaky. Then the natal chart reading kind of predicted that my life would be kind of on hold until January. And that's when we started filming. No, so I was like, okay, I'm in. I'm all, I'm buying it all. <laughs> there are the signs. I love that question for the Vinos. Do you own or rent your home? I'm sure you do. And I know for a fact it can be hard work. But you know what's easy is bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. And it's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. Okay, so everything felt right for you. And then you get there and you get to this mansion. That mansion is way nicer than the Bachelor Mansion, by the way. Oh, it's incredible. Yeah. It's so nice. Um, okay, so you get there. It's night one. What are you feeling? I was so nervous night one. Yeah. I was so, so nervous. I honestly don't really remember much of night one. I knew I wanted to throw myself into the experience. That was like the only thing I knew. I wanted to give opportunities to get to know guys that I wouldn't ordinarily get to know. Um, that was like my goal going into it. And because I didn't know much about how the competition part of it worked, I didn't have a game plan, you know, like, right. How can you? So it was just about like getting in, diving into conversations and connections and that whole bit. That's so, I mean, right off the bat, were you attracted to anyone? Yes. Yeah, for sure. 
Or is there anything that we didn't see? That, okay, yeah, talk about that first, and then if there's something we didn't see. Okay. <laughs> Brandon and I had the first kiss of night one, and yeah. that was very much because we had an immediate, like, instant connection. Um, I did have a lot of physical chemistry with Josh, very good-looking guy, uh, and Sheridan shocked me, the fact that I felt very connected to him on night one. Um, he kind of zeroed in on me and that was very attractive. Like he knew that he was after me. Um, you know, I had many conversations night one, but there really wasn't much you didn't see as, uh, as, as much like as. Wait, who's Josh? He was the Mr. Clean. Someone called him the Jack. Oh, right, 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 right. Oh yeah. That's so funny. How tall is he? Um, I bet you he's around six feet. Everyone keeps asking me, are you really tall or are all these men short? And I was like, I think it's a little bit of both. How tall are you? I'm practically five nine and I wear five inch heels like it's my job. At a girl. Oh, I love that. And are, so the guys aren't like super tall. Okay. So I remember them saying he's like a, or maybe it was you who said it, a jacked Mr. Clean. Was that you? Yeah. No, Matt said it. Matt said it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I, like, pictured him as, like, this huge guy, but then next to you, I was like, oh, he doesn't look like he's super tall, so I was confused by that. Okay, I forgot about him. Oh, and he went home night one. This is how quickly people forget, I know. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> just, uh, just so you know, because I feel like, I mean, that the episode was on last night, but this will come out um, Thursday, so what were your feelings watching last night's episode? Woo! Uh, last night's episode was juicy um, on a number of levels, but certainly for me, um, it's it's hard because watching it back, like I've never watched myself date before, mm-hmm. and I'm like yelling at myself through through the screen. Um, but it's kind of interesting. Like it's an education, and I'm definitely taking notes for sure. <laughs> like what kind of notes? Um. Like hearing what I want to hear from people mm-hmm. and certain things that were said to me, especially by Brandon, I was like, why did I not like call him out on that? Or like, totally. But it's so different. I mean, you're dating on a show where you know so many people are watching. So you're trying to be yourself and do what you usually do. But then you're like, well, I don't want to come across this way. And like, I don't know other sides of the story. So I'm going to like hold back on this. So it's so, um, so challenging to watch it back because I remember doing the same thing, yelling at myself through the TV being like, you idiot. But I mean, there's going to be times where you're like, yes, girl. And there's going to be times where you're like, why'd you do that? But that's just, you know, the joys of watching yourself on television. Yeah. <laughs> and next week looks like it's going to be real freaking juicy. Mm-hmm. Ah! Do you get nervous? Do you get more nervous to watch back or did you, were you more nervous night one? Watching back. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a wreck. <laughs> yeah. No, it's. Full disclosure, I'm not really sleeping. Like, uh, I don't have any regrets. That was my one thing that I came home saying. I have no regrets about what I said or did on the show because it was the best I could do at the time with the information I had, you know? And I stand by that still. Um, I don't regret anything I said or did. Um, I think everyone has 2020 hindsight, you know, like it's like, so, you know, armchair quarterbacks are going to say X, Y, Z, but okay. And that's the thing. Like, I know people were like, why would she go with, oh my God, I'm terrible with names. Uh, What's, what's Sheridan. Yes, I. Oh, he, that's a, not a common name. Okay, Sheridan. Why would she go with Sheridan if if you were interested in Brandon? Is it Brandon or Br- 
Brandon. Brandon. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Um, like, why would you go and accept his rose if you were more in, into Brandon? And it's like, well, why wouldn't you? There's still so much opportunity and things to figure out. And you just you don't know these people well enough yet. Like, why would you not take the opportunity to go ahead with that? And I think people <laughs> it was interesting. I think people considered my conversation with Sheridan that I was going to talk to Brandon as me dumping him. But I didn't see it that way at all. I very much had a connection with Sheridan that was legitimate and real. It was very different than the connection I had with Brandon. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't nothing there for me with Sheridan, but I had to explore both. And at this point, I had only known both of them for what, a week maybe at this point. Um, So I was doing actually what I wish men would do with me in the real world, which is be honest. Like in the real world, how many times you go on one date with someone and say, "Um, oh, I... I am also going to see this other girl that I met two like days ago. No one says that. I was actually very upfront. And and that's kind of the beauty of the show is that you all know you're there to make connections and sing and figure it out. And it's week one. So, of course, you're going to explore options. That's literally what you're there to do. And I, I didn't take that as you dumping him. I took it as like you're still going to have conversations with other people. And yeah. and I think that's why he, you know, chose to give you his rose at the end because he didn't see it as you dumping him. Yeah. Yeah. That was the way it was. So it's okay. like, yeah. Give us a tease. Give us a tease for next week of what we're going to see between the in the little love triangle. It yeah. uh, Obviously, it has to, like, get approved because I'm like, you can't give too much away, but just tease it a little. Okay. I mean, the love triangle definitely gets really, really messy. Uh and I, I didn't see eye to eye with Savannah in the house. And that was evident last night. Um, but that had very little to do with the love triangle of it. It had just to do with the fact that if you put women in a house, you're not going to click with every single one of them. And that's very fair. And yeah. So it's going to get crazy. <laughs> and I get very emotional. Uh, I'm not great with sleep deprivation. so I. Here's the thing. You, you're you going into... People are always asking me, why do girls cry on night one? Why are, is this person already losing it over this person that they've only known? And I'm like, you put yourself in this high intense situation with such little sleep and you're like, you know, you, you're so shut off from the real world that that becomes your one thing that you think about constantly that like anyone would get emotional lose it lose their cool sometimes go up and down on this world that's just like that's what makes this show so fun to watch because it is like a social experiment that you're like putting these people in a house that are all attractive you guys can all sing you're bonding not only over like your connection but also through music which i know musicians are very passionate about and it's it's like of course you're gonna have ups and downs and it's gonna get messy and that's why we like to watch you (laughs) yeah and I, that was one of my goals actually was keeping it real. I was like, I don't ever want to feel like I'm holding something back just because I'm trying to be proper or like, I respect people who call it like it is. Um, it's actually why I bonded with the girls in the house that I did. Like Rudy is one of my best friends, Jamie, Mel, who went home last night. Like we all bonded because we were just like, yo, this is how it is. And <laughs> I like Rudy. I like, um, I'm not, we were bunkmates. I'm not trying to pick favorites, but her voice and your voice, I love so much. 
thing. And, and you guys as people, but like, yeah, her it's crazy. And she's such a firecracker. She's such a nut. I, yeah, we uh, bonded right away. <laughs> I feel like she owns it too. Like she said, she's like, yeah, I think I'm like hard to handle in relationships, but I need someone that can like, you know, step up to the plate kind of thing, <laughs> which I yeah, totally relate to. She, Yeah, she's she's Rudy and it's awesome. Yeah. Who who did you bond with right away in the house? Uh, Rudy and I have instantly met and we were like bunkmate in. Yeah. Um, Jamie and I instantly connected. She became like my little sister, but she's actually super emotionally mature. Like I know people she are is. calling her young because she's 21, but she actually has lived so much life that she, I think feel like people are discrediting that a little bit right now, but they won't as the show goes on. I totally agree with you. Um, okay. So watching her i thought about and i don't know how familiar you are with um past bachelor people but ashley i was like known for being so emotional and crying and everyone would just be like oh my god she just doesn't know what she wants she's such a cry baby and i was like i actually think she's so in tune with her emotions and like brave enough to just say what she's feeling and feel those feelings and i just it's such a strength in someone and i thought the same thing watching her on this on um listen to your heart i was like she just seems like such a pure soul it's so genuine it is it feels genuine and it seems like she is emotionally intelligent when she's talking about her feelings especially for 21 i could never open up like that and talk about the kinds of things that she does as a 21 year old so yeah i agree with you we we all talk every day and we're still like as close as we were in the house (laughs) that's awesome that's awesome and is there anyone you don't well i mean you don't have to say it but is there anyone you don't get along with that is evident as the season okay. goes on. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sounds good. I uh, kept it real. <laughs> no, that's good. We like that. All right, let's take a moment. Heart disease and stroke claim the lives of more women than all forms of cancer combined, yet we remain underrepresented in cardiovascular research by over 60%, and that is a problem. For too long, we've been left out of research and treated largely based on scientific findings found in men. We now know more about the differences between men and women, including the fact that we may experience different heart disease and stroke symptoms than men. Research provides the foundation for our doctors to treat us and we deserve to be accounted for in the findings to ensure the care we receive is tailored to our needs. You can change this by participating in Research Goes Red, the American Heart Association's Go Red for Women movement, and Verily's Project Baseline Initiative to form the largest, most engaged women's health community focused on closing the gender gap in research. Narrow the gender and racial bias in research through focus groups, surveys, or sign up to contribute to research to studies that digs deep into emotional well-being, maternal health, and the connection to heart disease and stroke. The more we know about women and our overall health, the more lives we can save for generations to come. So for more information about how you can drive science ahead, visit projectbaseline.com slash go red. And then there's there's been talks about cast members of Listen to Your Heart possibly going on a Bachelor in Paradise show whenever that happens. Um, if you aren't in a relationship, obviously you can't tell me. Uh, is that something that you'd be open to? Um, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't say no right away but I don't like it's so interesting I feel like I'm going through such a roller coaster of emotions that my answer changes if I would ever do another show like this um hourly so (laughs) but I also it's like you know whatever I don't know you're you're probably just (laughs) like holy crap I'm in the thick of it right now 
yeah. can't imagine jumping into another show. But when the opportunity would present itself, it's probably like, well, how can you turn it down if you're single and, you you know, it's fun? Who would say no? Yeah. You know? Yeah. We'll be right back with more Off the Vine. Great therapy. Hey, I'm Autumn Calabrese, and I have a question for you. How do you do life? I might be a superstar trainer, but I'm also a boy mom, sister, daughter, friend, and entrepreneur. You might think my life is all working out and cooking healthy, delicious recipes, but trust me, there is so much more to it, and this is it. This is all of those real moments you talk about with your family and friends. Ever wonder what else life has to offer? Bring your curious appetite, and let's do life together. Subscribe now at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and PodcastOne.com. You're listening to Off the Vine Great Therapy. Okay, I have some questions from listeners. Okay. Okay, so you've been open about talking about cystic fibrosis on the show and that you have that and that people want to know how that affected um, you on the show or your dating life and what that looks like for you. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited to answer this because I feel like it's not been discussed on the show. Um, I do breathing treatments every single day and I had to do them at the mansion. Um, and I just don't think they're making airtime because it's not good TV to watch someone do breathing treatments. Um, what is that? What is that? I have a nebulizer that aerosolizes medication for me to breathe in and then um, a vest that shakes my lungs to open them and clear them. Obviously, having a lung disease isn't exactly conducive to being a professional singer, and it has definitely gotten in the way. My lungs have partially collapsed, I think, eight times. Mm -hmm. Um, So I grew up in and out of the hospital. Uh, I actually was hospitalized uh, when I was recording in L.A. Um, I, I was rushed to the emergency room with a collapsed lung. So it's gotten in the way of my dreams many times. Um, and I don't, Nick Vile actually hit it on, hit the like nail on the head when he brought up the fact that he thinks because I've had this illness, I lead my life like there is no tomorrow. And that's true. Like I call it like it is because I have seen and dealt with a lot of hardships and I've written my funeral booklet before, you know. Um, oh, I didn't think I was going to choke up on this thing, but like, that's the reality of, of my life, you know, no pun intended, but cystic fibrosis has been a very hard journey for me. I'm so lucky because I am on a medication that became available to me just in the last five years that has truthfully transformed my life. I would not be able to be on this show without um, this medication. Wow. I'm so glad for you. And it's so it's so um, inspiring that you just still continue to chase your passion because that could cripple a lot of people and have them feel defeated and and give up. And you are strong enough to say, this is my passion. This is what I want to do. And you continue to do it. So I think that's awesome for you and that you have that drive and that passion and, and that you're strong and you get through it. Thanks. Yeah, I have always, I've definitely had moments where I've been defeated and emotionally just so beaten down by it. But I also, what is there to live for if you're not going to go after what you want out of life? And I have been so open about my fight because it is the messages I'm getting from the moms and the dads and the young kids saying, I, I don't even fully embrace the fact that I have cystic fibrosis, but hearing you um, makes me come to terms with it. You know, like, that that is my inspiration and my motivation to being so vulnerable which is not easy and it's been a trouble in my past is opening up in my dating life about cystic fibrosis so 
this was a huge leap for me to be open about it um, from the get-go. Wow. Yeah. And so so during the, the filming and stuff, how, like how long does that, obviously I'm not very familiar, but how long does that process take when you have to go and do that? Um, the breathing treatments? Sometimes 15 minutes, yeah. sometimes a half hour. It depends on how I'm feeling. And we were in the desert, so it was really dry. Yeah. And we were not sleeping and we were uh, drinking more than I normally <laughs> would. Of course. So I had to balance it for sure. There were definitely nights where I tapped out early and they were super supportive of the fact that okay. I might need to tap out. And the doctor on set was amazing. So I felt very supported and embraced as far as it's okay. We understand and we're not going to get in the way of your health for this show. Yeah, that would be, I mean, sometimes I joke that they can be monsters, but that would be next level if they didn't let you have that. Um, well, thank you. And thank you for being open and sharing that. Cause I do love, you know, when, when things like that happen, I love that there's someone that people can look up to on like the kind of platform that you have on, on TV or Instagram or whatever, because sometimes people feel so alone in these things. And I, know I did growing up. And I actually, the last thing I wrote to myself in like a little post-it note in my limo ride to the mansion the night one was like, this is for those little girls because I didn't have one when I was a little girl, you know, like I never thought that I could go after my dreams because I didn't think that I would live long enough to. Right. Wow. Oh, I just, I I love your, um, spirit and, and motivation and, and just, yeah, I just love when people are honest, open books and, um, you know tell it like it is which you do and i appreciate that um okay so i feel like a lot of these i've already asked but okay like laney d said honestly curious about the rules we got nothing other than they have to have a match like so is it same rules as paradise kind of yeah the beginning of episode three coming up on monday you will understand how it's going to work moving forward. So we didn't find out until that moment either. Oh, okay. We were all very blind going into episode three, and it will shock all of you the way that it shocked us. Yeah, because we see a preview at the end of this episode from from Monday night where you have to perform on stage in front of like Jason Mraz and and Jojo and Jordan were there. What was that like? (laughs) So crazy. Um, It kind of felt like I was floating the whole time I was there, honestly. So it didn't really settle in. Um, uh, Kesha is a judge. Like I was freaking out about that. (laughs) Um, So it was very surreal. And uh, it was an amazing, amazing time. It was an amazing time. And it was like, I don't know how you come to terms with that in the moment. It kind of settled in after the fact. I was like, holy hell, that just happened. <laughs> right, right. Um, and then somebody was asking about how you were, um, what, you were in, a, you were a pageant girl? Is that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> is that something you grew up doing or is that? No. So I was singing in a show when I was 15 and the producer was like, you've got to try pageants. I was like actually the ultimate tomboy. I have two older brothers. I learned how to throw a spiral when I was like 12. You know, like I was not a girl's girl, much to my mother's dismay. And then (laughs) this, this producer said, you should try pageants. I looked into it. I figured it was another opportunity to sing on stage. And I entered my first pageant and won, which was shocking to everyone in the audience. And um, I learned, I earned like $50,000 in scholarship money that year from pageants. 
And I started my nonprofit that year for, for cystic fibrosis. So it ended up bringing so much to my life. You know, I hate the stigma that comes with pageants because I don't, I don't identify as a pageant girl. I identify as someone who wants to use their passion to move forward my social platform. And that's what pageantry brought to my life. I hate the stigma behind it because I think these women are always so dedicated and motivated and inspirational and have a story and they're talented and they're well-spoken and they are like, I, I hate that. I I think there needs to be a show on that. Like, I agree. I agree. the the hard work behind the scenes of of these pageant girls who get a, a you know a bad name because people just don't know. Yeah, and the self discipline that it takes to compete. And um, I mean, we were asked hard hitting questions in our interviews. This this was not what's your favorite color, you know? Right. Yeah. What's the hardest interview question you've ever been asked? Oh my gosh! When I was fifteen and I was at Miss America Teen, I was asked uh, what my thoughts on abortion were, and what? like very political driven. Uh, questions. Oh, who was my pick for a presidential candidate? Because it was an election year. <laughs> what? I would freeze so hard in that situation. It's so funny because my family, like, I mean, we obviously want to stay up to date with politics and like be in the know and, and you know, figure it out. But Jason's family is very, um, they talk a lot, but they're the least judgmental people you've ever met in your life. And they have just very open conversations about it. And they speak about it a lot. And I just like freeze in those situations because it makes me uncomfortable. I feel like if I was ever to do a pageant and they asked me a political question, I'd be like, start like doing a tap dance, like, yeah. da, 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 like trying to start on like your answer. You're like, how do I handle this? It's, it's a, definitely uh a way to gain some feet in public speaking for sure but you won right i won miss pennsylvania teen and i was first runner up at miss america teen and then i did miss philadelphia so yeah that's so cool well yeah you're just a woman of many talents over there aren't you (laughs) all right so as we know there are so many benefits to staying hydrated When I hydrate properly, my skin looks so much better. I have more energy. I just feel better overall. But honestly, I just, I never remember to drink water or how much I already drank. It's like a real problem for me. We all know that. Hydrate Spark is helping me remember to stay hydrated. It's super sleek, smart water bottle that glows when I need to drink more water. It's amazing. You just sync your Hydrate Spark smart water bottle to their free mobile app on your phone or smartwatch which only took me a couple of minutes. The app calculates your optimal hydration level based on your specific needs, which is amazing because it's personalized just for you based on things like your activity level, your gender, and your weight. Then a sensor in the bottle knows when it's time for you to drink more water and works with the app to send you a glow reminder for your Hydrate Spark smart water bottle. The bottles come in fun colors like scuba, storm, berry, and royal. I have the berry, which I absolutely love. And the app even sends notifications to your phone in case you miss the glow reminder. I know I'm not alone on the struggle to stay hydrated. 75% of Americans are dehydrated. But the Hydrate Spark smart water bottle is working to fix that, and it reminds you to drink your water so that you stay energized and feel good in your body. This is the easiest way to start shaping healthy habits, makes drinking enough water feel like a fun game. That's all you need. You just need to make everything a game. Try the Hydrate Spark Smart Water Bottle today and get $10 off your first order by going to hydratespark.com slash vine now. Hydrate is spelled with an I, so that's H-I-D-R-A-T-E spark.com slash vine. That's hydratespark.com slash vine for $10 off your first order. Okay, oh, let's play a game. Okay. Okay. 
um, just some rapid fire questions. Oh, it's God. So funny. I'm so bad at these. <laughs> Every single time I get into this section, I write down games. And then underneath, it's always like rapid fire questions that I come up with. And I'm like, this is not a game, Caitlin. Every time I do this and say that, and it's never a game. Just rapid fire questions. Okay. Okay. One artist you'd want to collaborate with? Bruno Mars. <gasps> oh, love Bruno. Okay. One artist you'd want to be friends with? Oh, Maren Morris. Oh, I love Maren Morris. I keep like trying to force a friendship on her and she doesn't even know I exist, but I like. So much. I was hoping she saw my performance last night, but I don't think it happens. It was so good. Oh, I love, I love that song too. Uh, okay. Best concert you've ever been to? Oh, geez. I mean, I saw Bruno Mars four oh. times in the same tour, so I have to go with That's that. amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a groupie. It's fine. That's okay. I w- I'm a groupie for Dermot Kennedy. Yeah. <laughs> So good. Oh my God, he's amazing. He's amazing. Um, Dream dinner guest, dead or alive, and why? Oh, damn. Um, I have so many, but I'm next level obsessed with Elvis Presley. Are you really? Oh my God. I've been to Graceland. I had pictures of him on my wall growing up. And I find his life and career fascinating. It is fascinating. Yeah. I didn't really like know too much. And then I went to Graceland and like did, you know, the whole thing. And I was like, wow, it was okay. The are you? I feel like you're into like the woo woo shit. Like I am. (laughs) When you walked into his house, did you not feel the most insane energy? Oh my God. I cried. I cried. And then did you, have you ever been to some studio, which is the recording studio that he recorded at? Mm -mm. Okay. You need to go there. It's in Memphis. Okay. And it's where he was first discovered. I sobbed there. They play his first recording ever. Oh my gosh. Um, and you just, you feel his presence. Yeah. It's wild. I definitely, I cried. I cried. <laughs> yeah. I honestly, I felt, so, when I walked in that house, I felt like this, like overwhelming sense of emotion. It was wild. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mine's like Michael Jackson. Cause I have so many questions. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Favorite song you've ever written? Oh, um, actually, the one I just released. It's called Wishing Well. Oh, man. And I released it on Friday. And unfortunately, it's the tale of my dating life. Um, That's great. That makes for great music. Yeah, I just keep tossing coins and wishing wells. And it doesn't. Oh, that's good. <laughs> turn out all that great. <laughs> well, you know what? One time it will. Yep. I just need that one time. <laughs> you just need the one time. Trust me. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, do you get to share your own music on the show? Uh, I wrote, actually, I wrote a song on the show. You will see me writing on the show. Um, but none of the music that I had already, already in the works, but you will hear an original coming up. Okay, good. I love that. Uh, person in the house whose music you're the, the biggest fan of. Ooh. Um, oh, damn. Oh, that's really hard. Uh, or like top three. So you can like. Um, Rudy. Yes. Uh, Mel, who just left yeah. last night. Um, she just released a single that's phenomenal. Yeah, her voice and Sheridan. Yeah. His music's okay. really good. I like his voice too. Uh, okay. Biggest celebrity crush. Oh. Oh. Why do I have so many? <laughs> <laughs> I do too. Um, I mean, 
I feel like it's odd that I'm going to say what I'm going to say because it doesn't make sense at all and it would never work. But Bruno Mars, I freaking love him. I find him so sexy because he's so ridiculously talented. Like He is. He just oozes talent. He's so much shorter than I am, but I would be so in. That's amazing. I have weird ones too. Like Paul Rudd is like one of my like go-to celebrity crushes. Wonderlust. Have you ever seen Wonderlust? Yes. His mirror scene is everything. <laughs> I freaking love that. I, I'm actually, I, I think I'm going to watch it tonight. Yeah, uh, maybe I will too. I'll join you. It's so good. I love him so much. And Jennifer Aniston. Like what? Uh, what a babe. Okay. Biggest crush from the Bachelor franchise other than Listen to Your Heart. Oh, geez. Okay. Uh... There's a lot of good ones there, too. I mean, I know this is so cliche just because he's the, honestly, like, the best looking. But Tyler Cameron, I mean, how can okay. you deny? He is good. He looking. also seems like a pretty decent guy. So it's, like, easy to like him. And he happens to like me on Twitter. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. That's amazing. He is such a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, he's such a nice guy. Um, okay, first impression of Chris Harrison. Oh, my God. Uh he looks so... What is he drinking? I know. Because he looks so good. He looks so good. And like, well, Gina, the makeup artist, is pretty good. But he, I mean, I've seen him on his rough days and he still looks phenomenal. Yeah. 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 That was my first impression. I don't know what it is. I feel like he's just like getting better with age too. Isn't that annoying how that works for men? It always works for men. They like, they get more distinguished and like handsome as they yeah. age. Like yeah. women are obviously beautiful until they the day they die, but men just age in like a way where they just get more handsome. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, okay, I have one more for you. Okay, and that is your ideal first date activity. Oh, mm. I went drunken bowling one time. Ooh. And that was really fun. I ended up with a pretty, bra- pretty, pretty bad bruise. But <laughs> from bowling, what'd you do? I my leg got in the way of the bowling ball. <laughs> Happens. I actually just went bowling before this whole pandemic happened, um, and I had it was so fun. I had so much fun. It was like this really crappy bowling alley that did like the whole neon lights thing, and like they had a jukebox and you could like play whatever you wanted. It was so much fun. It's a blast. Uh, Okay, well, I'm really excited for next week, and uh, I'm going to definitely be DMing you and asking you for insider scoop. Not to say on the podcast, it'll be all off the record. I'm just so curious about what is going to happen. Wait, are you in Nashville? Um, No, I'm in Philly right now. Oh, you're in Philly. But we're, okay, I'm, I'm trying to remember because so many people, there's like a couple girls that live in Nashville that were on the show. And yeah. you, you live in Philly permanently? I was supposed to move to LA right when quarantine happened. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense now. Well, whenever this is Jamie's all... begging me to move to Nashville because she lives there. Oh my gosh. I don't know how like y- you don't move here. It's perfect for you. I know. Yeah. I, I love I do love Nashville and I was in talks with a record label in Nashville. So I I I think the the options are still open depending on what happens. That's awesome. And this is a question I just thought of right now. Um what is the process or the contract like with after the show? Are you allowed to sign with a record label or d- like what is the deal there? Yeah, it's um, you're allowed to promote your music and stuff. Yeah, we're totally allowed free to promote our music, free to release our music. Um, there's, I think, a first refusal right 
that they have first refusal. Um, but I think they're working with us so cool. nicely. It's so funny to me because, you know, they they have the Bachelor franchise is so genius and there's so many incredible people that are just so smart that work there that it's it makes me laugh thinking like they are sick of people coming on that show that are musicians that are like, oh, I'm going to use this as a platform. So they're like, why don't we just make our own show and have them on and benefit like mutually beneficial? It's genius. So, so smart. yeah. I think it's a great concept. I honestly, and I was so relieved when the first episode aired. I was like, this is good. This yeah. is good stuff. It's so we good. gave them so much content. You don't even get to see oh, every, everything that went down. Like they honestly could have 12 episodes just based on all the shit that happened. I like, can't believe there's only six episodes. It's wild. No. Cause I know how much they probably get. And I know the hours that they film. And if now, like with everything happening, looking back, would you do it all again? For sure. Yeah, I have no regrets. And I don't live my life thinking like, oh, I wish I hadn't done that or it all leads to where you are, you know? Yeah. And tell me about your um, non for profit. Yeah, it's called singing at the top of my lungs, because I love a good pun. Uh, and we support music therapy programs in children's hospitals. Uh, it was a big, obviously, music is my therapy. And so I'm really excited about this year and all the things that we have planned. So. And it's for children's hospitals, you said? Yeah. For kids um, just in general or at the hospitals or with cystic fibrosis in, um, specifically? In general. Cystic fibrosis is so, so rare. So there's only 30,000 patients with it in America. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I knew it was rare. I didn't know it was that rare. Yeah. There's 70,000 people worldwide. So it's very rare. Oh, wow. That's yeah. okay. So it's for that's good for you for doing that. That's incredible. I can't wait to hear what you have coming up with that. Have you talked to Colton at all about this? No, Colton. What the hell? Call me up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He needs to have you on coffee with Colton because yeah. he, that would be a perfect. Yeah. Oh, he will for sure. He's he's yeah. the best. I don't know if he's watching with your heart. Maybe he's maybe he hasn't heard yet. <laughs> I'm going to ask him. I think I'm having a call with him this week. I'm going to ask him because that. Yeah, you definitely need to chat with him. All right. Let's be honest for a second here. We all love a good gift card. They're an easy gift to give, an amazing gift to receive. Happy Cards are an amazing new type of gift card. They feature all your favorite retailers, restaurants, and entertainment venues on one convenient card. Pretty cool if you ask me. With Mother's Day coming up, Happy Cards are the perfect way to make mom feel special. So if you've been looking for a gift for that mom in your life, look no further. Moms love quality time and self-care, don't we all? And with Happy Cards limited edition Mother's Day card, you can treat her to dinner, a movie, spa treatment, a shopping spree, and more all in one convenient card. Featuring brands like Cheesecake Factory, Macy's, Panera, Regal, Spa Finder, Alta, Sally Beauty, or Yankee Candle, there is truly something special for mom and every family. Mom can also indulge with cards like Happy Her, Happy Beauty, or Happy Dining. For an e-gift option delivered straight to her inbox, check out Happy You, which features P.F. Chang's, Macy's, Alta, AMC, and other great retailers near you. If you can't be there in person, you can gift thoughtfully with Happy Cards. For your mom, sister, or even your mom's squad, it's a no-stress gift you can't go wrong with. 
Happy Cards contains no fees, no stress. They never expire, making it the perfect gift for every mom on your list. I actually love giving gift cards, and I love receiving them. And I've been loving these cards lately for the go-to gifts for literally anyone in my life. You know they're going to be happy when they get it because there are so many cool options on how to use the card personalized to them. It's a great Mother's Day gift, especially to give mom something to look forward to. Unlike these other gifts we all think mom will probably like, we know she's going to love this. Enjoy free shipping on all Happy Card orders by visiting www.giftcards.com slash happy. Have a happy Mother's Day with Happy Cards. Is there anything else um, that you want to, like, where can people get your music, um, follow you on Instagram, all that stuff? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at it's Julia Ray, ITS Julia Ray. And you can get my music anywhere, streaming services, anywhere you kind of want to listen to music, it's there. My new single, Wishing Well, was released last Friday. And my other new single, NY, is coming out on Friday, this Friday. So I have new songs coming out every week for the duration of listen to your heart that's so cool do you feel like in quarantine um you're being inspired to write more and sing or do you feel like it's like like kind of having like writer's block where you're like okay initially I definitely had writer's block because I took this quarantine so hard because I had to take it seriously I had no choice with cystic fibrosis but to immediately quarantine yeah um and I think the end is further out for me because I won't feel comfortable going out in public until there's a vaccine, quite frankly. And that's a scary thought to actually sit with. Um, but initially I was so kind of, I was depressed. Um, I was depressed watching the state of the nation. Like I just couldn't kind of wrap my head around all of it. Um, but the last two weeks, I don't know if it's because the anxiety and the sleepless nights from the show, I've been majorly inspired to write. Um, so I'm now using it as a creative outlet. And since there's no foreseeable end in sight right now, I might as well get to it. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, well, bless us with your voice while while we're all, you know, bored at home. But I mean, I I have good feelings about what's to come with the, like, you know, vaccines. and They're, they're going to figure it out and we're all going to be okay. And I mean, that is I obviously. Faith, especially because of the advancements that I've personally benefited from. Right. The minds to combat this illness are on our earth and they will do it yes absolutely 100 percent. but totally understand your concern and you just you just keep writing your beautiful music and sharing it with the world and thank you so much for coming on the podcast and we'll chat thank you for having me. every tuesday morning and i'm here for you if you ever need to talk about anything thank you you're the best i adore you <laughs> i adore you and thank you so much thanks for listening your session is now ending for listening to Off the Vine Grape Therapy. Tune in to hear new mini-sodes every Thursday and check out new full-length episodes every Tuesday exclusively on PodcastOne.com, the Podcast One app, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Who's down with OTV?